you can know, like, and trust me way faster by seeing me on 30 seconds of video than downloading like five of my white papers. It just, it's so much more powerful to make an emotional connection. Welcome to the Content 10X Podcast. 10X Podcast. The show where content creators learn how to harness the power of content repurposing. And now, your host, Amy Woods. Hello and welcome to the Content 10X Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Woods, and this week's episode is about LinkedIn ads, and I have a wonderful guest. So my guest is AJ Wilcox. AJ is a LinkedIn ads pro who founded B2Linked.com, which is a LinkedIn ads-specific agency founded in 2014. He's an official LinkedIn partner, host of the LinkedIn Ads Show podcast, and has managed among the world's largest LinkedIn ads accounts in the world. So AJ, welcome to the show. Amy, super excited to be here. Thanks for the warm intro. I'll tell you something funny, AJ. Um, so we both have um, something in common with the color of our hair because we both ginger hair. And <laughs> did you know that I am also AJW as well because <laughs> my um, middle name is Jane. So when I was younger, I often got called AJ. And then obviously my last name's W. So we, um, we have our initials in common. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. Ginger power. Ginger AJs. <laughs> um, I, when I was um, preparing to speak to you today, AJ, I um, saw that you, when you are not running around, when, when you're not running your LinkedIn agency, you're running around after the four children and training for triathlons. Is that right as well? Oh yeah. I, mm. I can't chase a ball to save my life, but I love endurance sports. And yeah, four kids was, uh, was, was a big decision. <laughs> <laughs> Keep got your hands full, that's for sure. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on the show. So I want to talk all things about LinkedIn ads. So um, on the podcast, we basically focus on, on content and how we can make our content go further by maximizing it and repurposing it. And um, LinkedIn is a real, real focus for us right now at Content 10X because we're going all in on our LinkedIn 10X service where we're helping people become leading authorities in their industry through the power of um, LinkedIn, the power of video content, and then kind of repurposing it and getting more value from the content that they're creating with a real focus on LinkedIn. And LinkedIn ads is just something that I am... Um, I honestly don't you know, know an awful lot about because it's not something that we've experimented before ourselves. So I'm really keen to, to understand from you a lot more about them. And I guess the first question that I have is, um, what are the different kinds of advertising opportunities with, on LinkedIn for running ads? Yeah, so the reason that everyone goes to LinkedIn ads, the reason we're willing to pay LinkedIn's uh, premium prices for these is the targeting. And what's so cool to understand, I mean, the, this super detailed level of professional targeting, you can access with all four of the different ad formats. So as I kind of talk through these, just realize all of them get to target exactly the same way. So the first that I think everyone should be paying attention to is called sponsored content. And those show up right in the newsfeed. And there are a few different flavors of them. You can have one that's static image, which I recommend everyone start with. Uh, but you can also do video, you can do carousel where someone can like scroll through multiple pictures and links. Um, but you know, the static image is a lot simpler to create and a lot simpler to troubleshoot if there's an issue. 
and is that when you do when you're doing that and it's a sponsored it's sponsored content is it similar to facebook um advertising in a sense that you post the content and then it's like boosting it so it's something you would have already posted or is it like the dark content how, how does that work for the sponsored content yeah just like facebook we get the opportunity mm. to do both so oh, okay. I, I recommend yeah publish them all dark just say any results that come from uh, from one of your ads, you know that it came from your paid efforts and not you know someone who already followed your company page. Um, yeah, but yeah, you could do both. Ah, oh, that's great. <laughs> um, and and yeah, and so in all the different types of posts, um, that's interesting. So carousels, you said as well. Yes. Yeah, they're uh, a direct port from Facebook. If you've ever played with Facebook's carousel ads, mm. um, LinkedIn was patterned pretty much exactly the same way. And I don't see a whole lot of value there just because it's not like I get better performance or lower costs. Most of the time, I'm just giving people uh, more options. And of course, we know as humans, the more options we have, the higher our likelihood to just not take any action at all. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So... I wouldn't start there, but it is really great for people who have uh, maybe a story to tell or they're showing you all um, uh, all of the keynote speakers who are going to be speaking at this event and you can scroll through and see. I mean, those are some cool uses of them. Yeah, absolutely. What are the, so you said there are, there are four different types. So there's a sponsored content, which obviously for us and, you know, encouraging people to create content and get it in front of more people. Um, that sounds like a, a great place to start with advertising, getting used to dipping your toe in on LinkedIn ads. But what are the, so what are the other, the other ways that the, um, the other types of ads that you can run? Oh, excellent. So the next one actually shows up in your messaging box. Um, they used to call it sponsored in mail. But now they just call it sponsored messaging because there's two different types. And one comes across like an email, and then one comes across like a chat, uh, where it's kind of like a choose-your-own-adventure, where you can give people multiple, uh, multiple choices, and based off of their choice, you can give them more choices. Um, and that's, that one's brand new and is really performing quite well. So I, I recommend trying that one out. Then, oh, right. oh yeah that's really interesting um I, do, I mean I think I've now that now that you've said that I can think of that coming to me you know those kind of posts and things like that but um you know it's interesting you say it works well because um it, as an outsider kind of looking at the options I think if I saw that option I'd be worried that it would just appear you know, a little bit spammy and a bit to, you know, going into people's inboxes and um, worried that it would come across as, yeah, I guess as spam almost. But have you, is that not really been the case that you've found, as you said, it's been working really well? Well, yeah, that's the concern that you have with mm. both of these different types of ads is because they come like email. It, you know, I think we're all used to banner ads that are just kind of there. And if we're interested, we'll click on them. But this is a little bit more... Uh, a little bit more invasive because it comes to you like email. So if the offer that you're trying to, to give someone is something that, uh, you know, picture a cold audience getting this as an email, would they market as spam or would they be excited about it? And if they were going to market as spam, this will not be a good ad format for you. But if they would be excited about the opportunity, um, excited about the offer, then that's when you know this would be perfect for this kind of ad format. So mm -hmm. to give you an example of some of the types of offers that are special here, things like we want to invite you as a VIP to this 
event where you'll get to have drinks and dinner with your peers. That kind of thing works really well. Something like because of who you are in the industry, we want to give you early access or a sneak peek at something that works well. Um, we're interested in you for a, a job opportunity. Uh, would you be interested in applying? You know, those kinds of things work really well. And uh, outside of that, like outside of having a really special kind of a VIP offer, I wouldn't use these because they, they do. They can come across spammy. And if they come across as spammy, they're really expensive. <laughs> yeah. And if people, um, if, if, if people feel that they are spammy and market as spam, are there penalties to you on the platform if it appears like you're, you're, if you're being reported as spammy? No, there's no penalties. No. Um, but what happens is, as opposed to all the other ad formats on LinkedIn where you can say, I'm only going to pay when someone clicks, with these ones, you pay just to send it to someone with no guarantee that they'll see that they got it or open it or then click on it. So, mm. you know, you're going to pay, let's call it 20 to 45 cents just to send it to someone. And so if the majority of people look at it and go, oh, that's just spam, and they, they don't end up clicking on your offer, your overall cost per click will be astronomical. Uh, we, we've seen some with a cost per click in the, you know, $50 range. Wow, <laughs> where, really? I, I, I mean, if you're going to pay $50 for a click, I, you might as well just run sponsored content where you can pretty much guarantee you won't pay more than like 7 or $8 and then just, you know, get five times the clicks or 10 times yeah. the Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you really need to know what you're doing in, in that case then, don't you? <laughs> oh, absolutely. But, you know, the option that we've had, this sponsored messaging that comes across like an email, we've had that option now for a couple of years. And as soon as they released this conversation one, that's more like a chatbot experience, now all of a sudden it's kind of the same thing, but it's about 30% more efficient. So mm -hmm. it's really nice that we got the new one for anyone who is using the old one and just wants to get a cost per lead that's about 30% less. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So is it, I guess it's the choose your adventure one that you said is sounds very similar to things that again, I've seen in, in Facebook, I guess, in the Facebook bots that, um, you know, click here if you, you know, liked our podcast and then what do you want our download and da, 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 da. <laughs> like, do you want to subscribe to our email list? Is it quite similar to that really? Um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And make cool. no mistake about it. Facebook is uh, one of the best ad platforms in the world and you know linkedin's paying close attention and you know linkedin's probably about four years behind facebook but mm. uh, anything great performing that you see over on facebook linkedin will probably get eventually well yeah and also i guess um you know it's it, you say behind but at the same time i guess linkedin can learn from the mistakes that facebook make as well can't they so sometimes there isn't always an, an advantage a leader advantage is there if you can if you can go close behind but pick up the mistakes that they made <laughs> as they went along so that can work i guess to a, an advantage as well oh totally true mm. so there's what's the um so you said is the did you say there's one more, there's two more different ways that you can advertise did you say yes the last yeah. two are are yeah. interesting because they're only for desktop so basically, if anyone's using a mobile device, they won't even see these ads. But in, on desktop, if you look over in the right rail of LinkedIn as you're just sifting around the pages, you'll see two different ad formats. And uh, the, the first we'll call text ads. 
and it looks like three little thumbnail pictures with a little bit of text. And that was the original LinkedIn ad. I mean, back in like 2008, that's how they started. That was the only thing we had. (laughs) And uh, they're, they're interesting because they are the lowest cost ad. So you can pay, you know, all the way down to $2 a click, but you know, most often in like the three to $5 per click range. And uh, whereas sponsored content, most people, at least if you're targeting North America, you'll pay like eight to $11 a click. So Mm. they are low cost, but also because they're over in the right rail, they're obviously an ad. They don't get clicked on very much at all. So you can either think of these things as, you know, really good branding to have your, your message kind of there and getting free impressions a lot. Um, or when it does click or when it does get clicked, you're getting really efficient traffic, but probably just not a whole lot of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And then, the, and then the last one takes the same inventory, but it's, it kind of combines, you know, it, text ads have three people all advertising at once, um, but they're called dynamic ads. It's one person who takes up the entire block. And uh, these are interesting because they actually take your picture as a, as a LinkedIn member and they put it in the ad. So you might have seen something like picture yourself at this company or, you know, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. And they're, they're, you know, obviously also an ad. They have kind of a low click through rate, but they're a little bit l- less on a per click basis than, uh, than sponsored content. So they can be worth running. Mm. So uh, which would you say, um, I mean, I suppose it's really hard to say which works the best because it com- I guess it completely depends on what you're aiming for and what you're targeting and what you're ultimately trying to achieve. But it is the one in particular that you would always prefer, especially maybe if somebody's just starting out with LinkedIn ads? Yeah, 95% of the time we start people with the sponsored content, just okay. the single image sponsored content. It's the easiest to troubleshoot, the easiest to start with, simplest to create. And no matter what your offer or your call to action is, you can fit it nicely into one of those ad formats. I mean, it's like there's 150 characters of text at the top, a big, beautiful image, and then you know, 65 more characters at the bottom. So whatever it is, you can fit it into that ad format. And when, you, when you're sponsoring the content, um, um, is it... Like what, what do you put as the call to action? So just to get people to see the content and become familiar with you and, and share and like, or what kind of CTAs do you have with the, um, that kind of uh, advertisement? Now, Amy, this is a brilliant question. I'm so glad you asked because this is by far the most important part of, of your LinkedIn advertising. Um, the, the reason why is because you can ask anyone to do anything from an ad. I mean, you can ask them to buy your beachfront property on Mars if you want, but it doesn't mean that people are going to be willing to do that or even able. So um, what we find is there are some offers that are, I would consider very low friction, like come and read this blog post, come and see this infographic. And of course, everyone's willing to do that. Um, Then on the opposite end of the spectrum, you have really high friction offers like, hey, come and buy something, come and talk to our sales rep. And then you have things that are kind of in between. Um, what we find is the extremes don't perform very well for LinkedIn ads. If you go to the really low friction side, of course, everyone's willing to do that, but you're going to pay eight to $11 a click to get people to your, to read your blog post. And as you know, blog posts don't really convert all that high. So you'll end up with a really high cost per lead. And 
on the opposite end of the spectrum, sending someone from an ad directly to talk to a sales rep or buy something, people look at that and go, well, I'm, I'm not in the market for that. So, you know, there's no reason for me to click. And so it doesn't get clicked. And the people who do click get scared away really quickly and they only mm -hmm. convert at one and a half to 4% usually leading to a really high cost per lead. So mm. the real magic with LinkedIn is avoiding those extremes and shooting for the middle, which is I'm going to provide a lot of value to you in exchange. I'm just asking for your personal information. So gated content, lead magnets, whatever you want to call it. But things like here's a free guide, a cheat sheet, a, um, a checklist, a free, a free webinar, free in-person event, an ebook. Those are the types of things that, if you give someone enough value, you're solving their pain points, you're satisfying their curiosities, they will be willing to give you their information in exchange for. Yeah, absolutely. Um, offering something of value, low, a low, low friction, like you said, but not, not too low. <laughs> um, yes. In terms of the, um, so, so really if you, it's something for email um, lead gen and then you can kind of nurture them through the email sequence after and things like that. But um, do they offer anything whereby people can provide their emails still within the platform and sign up to that lead magnet within the platform or is it still taking them off to your landing page that you've built? Ooh, excellent. Yes, uh, I, I forgot to mention this in the ad formats kind of portion, but um, they do have something very similar to Facebook's lead ads where okay. you know, once someone interacts with the ad, and this works with any type of sponsored content or the messaging in your inbox. Anytime someone interacts, a drawer will slide down with all the, the form fields that you're asking for, and everything that LinkedIn knows about you will be pre-filled, so all the prospect has to do is just hit the submit button. And uh, these convert really, really well. I mean, when we go from taking someone to a landing page to keeping them all within the LinkedIn uh, kind of walled garden there, and we'll see conversion rates increase by 10 to 50%. So it really is stark. Yeah. Um, it just kind of keeps people in that that safe place, doesn't it? And just any extra little hoop that you get them to jump through can just be the, the, the turn off, can't it? So it's not, if you can, you can just keep them kind of interested and feeling it through to the point of signing through so I think that's really great that they do that because um, and it's not I guess it isn't surprising that you said that it works really really well um when it comes to the targeting so I know you said that it's got you know really really good kind of powerful targeting does it um how, how does it work I'd love to know from a perspective of does it have things like the the pixels and retargeting is there anything like lookalike audiences or uploading email lists and things like that Yes, so it has all of those things. Yeah. And the one thing that it has that Facebook does not is the ability to upload, to bulk upload uh, company names. So we have the same email mm -hmm. list to upload, the same lookalikes, um, the same web retargeting. Um, but you know, for those of us who are doing account-based marketing, where, or ABM as, as they call it, uh, where you're saying, hey, here's this list of companies and these are, these are the big fish. These are the ones we wanna go after. Uh, specifically by name, you can do that on LinkedIn really easily. You just upload the list and then put your uh, your role type of targeting, like their level of seniority or their job title or um, uh, or like what department they're in. You can stick that all on top of that list of companies. 
and be showing to a very select group of you know really VIPs. Wow. So what would you what would be an example of um a really kind of targeted niche down audience that you've run ads to in the past? Uh, one thing that we really like to do is the Fortune 500 or the Inc. Mm. 5000 list. So you can go and just get a list of, of, let's say, the Fortune 500, upload it into LinkedIn, and then say, we're looking for IT leaders at this list of companies. And so you'll go in and choose your department as IT, your seniority as anything, you know, director and above or VP and above. And you may not be showing to a lot of people uh, because that's a very, very small kind of list. But you know that every single one of those leads that you generate is going to be highly valuable to you. Yeah, you, you know, it sounds absolutely amazing and so, so targeted. And like you can, you know, if that's, if you go in for different people in terms of, you know, professionally, who they are, the kind of roles they work for in the businesses, you know, that LinkedIn is going to have that data and it's going to be, well, as accurate as uh, people keep their profiles accurate, I guess. And it, um, it's really interesting because, you know, I know I've mentioned Facebook a few times, but again, it's it's because it's really the only ads platform I'm quite you know well familiar with but it's so funny how they're targeting it's, it's not it's very powerful like you, you know like we were saying about you can target down but it's absolutely hilarious how people can get categorized as being interested in something just because of <laughs> you know something and I can't I haven't looked at it for a while but there's there's you can go into you know a, a back end part of Facebook and you can have a look and see what they could consider you to be interested in and therefore you will get ads based on your interests and I went in once to look and see okay who what do they think I'm interested in and it was just hilarious one of the things was fly fishing and I've never <laughs> been fly fishing in my life I'm not interested in fly fishing one of them was basketball I mean you know again just I've, I don't have a clue where they picked up I was interested in fly fishing or basketball or anything like that and I thought wow people are paying for ads people have said I want this ad to go in front of people who like basketball and then I get that ad like because that's what they think I'm interested in but it's I guess they're just making um you know the bots and the algorithms are making decisions based on on activity but it obviously picks up really random funny things sometimes and maybe that's improved like compared to it was a few years ago I looked at that but we we'll love this because it's so powerful isn't it and it's just incredible that you could choose businesses and say okay you know put people of a certain seniority in a certain department in these businesses put this ad in front of those people it's you know it it makes sense I guess doesn't it that the um that it costs it from what you've said the costs are you know, it's quite a pricey advertising option, isn't it? LinkedIn ads in comparison to some of the other social platforms. Well, oh, yeah. depending on how you look at it, I guess, like price and value. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's a really important point to make here is, you know, mm -hmm. business to business companies are oftentimes paying between, you know, let's call it two to $3 per click on Facebook. Yeah. And on LinkedIn, we're paying eight to 11. So you look at that and go, wow, uh, LinkedIn is really expensive, but if you're a sophisticated marketer and you're tracking all of your traffic down past the initial you know, conversion, you're looking to, what's my cost per uh, them talking to sales? What's the cost per proposal? What's my cost per closed deal? What you find is that because you were able to target only the really high value people with LinkedIn, uh, the, it starts to look really good further down the funnel. And you, know, you go and talk to the, 
the sales team and they're saying, oh yeah, we have to toss about five out of every six leads out uh, from Facebook, but LinkedIn, a hundred percent of them come in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, yeah. It starts to make a lot more sense. It does, doesn't it? It's, it, you know, it's not necessarily, it's, when you look at the quality, it makes a big difference. And what businesses do you see? Um, in, is there any businesses in particular that you see really thrive when they dip in to um, start using LinkedIn ads and then, you know, get going with them? Is it like a particular genre or type of industry or business that works really, really well? Yeah, there are three that I find are just total no-brainers with LinkedIn mm -hmm. ads. Uh, the first is any sort of lead gen where your lifetime value of a customer is over about $15,000. So that can be B2B or B2C, but it's obviously mostly business to business. Yeah. Um, where, you know, you close a deal and they're going to be worth you know, $15,000 either in a deal size or over the lifetime. That is plenty of room you know, if you're going to spend between one to $4,000 in ad spend to land a deal, there's still plenty of room for paying a sales rep uh, commission and paying for an agency um, and still having a lot of return on your investment. So that's yeah. LinkedIn's bread and butter. But there's also white collar recruiting. Like if you're trying to hire a new sales manager, you can target people who already have the job title of sales manager and say, hey, uh, and already in your area too, by the way. And say, hey, uh, we're looking for someone like you. Are you interested? And you get these really low cost, uh, very highly qualified types of applicants to your jobs. And then we've also seen that higher education, like MBA programs who are looking to, uh, to recruit new students, um, those tend to work really well. And, and there are a few other kind of B2C, uh, we've seen car companies like Mercedes and Land Rover uh, advertising. We've seen you know travel and... Uh, credit card providers, uh, financial services. But those first three are really the, the main ones on LinkedIn ads. Yeah. And, and the first one where you mentioned having a lifetime value of over $15,000, is it, I guess that's generally B2B. You I mean, you already mentioned that, but is it, is it mainly B2B businesses? Yeah. We've yeah. seen people have success who are doing things like coaching, which yeah. you're technically business to consumer. You're, 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 landing a client uh, who, um, you know, you're targeting them as a person, but it's a high dollar kind of, uh, kind of investment. So we've seen things like that work, but mostly, yeah, it's business to business. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes, I guess quite often, even with the coaching, the end customer, it, it might be an individual, but often they're getting coaching related to business activities, aren't they? So, um, it might still, the spend might still be going through a business account, I guess. <laughs> yeah, um, good point. Hey, just a little break from this podcast episode to ask you a question. Would you like one single place that you can go to that provides you with everything you need to be able to implement the best practices in content repurposing for your video content, your podcast episodes, and your social media content today? to help you get more value from the content that you create, get more time back and help you reach more people than you ever thought possible. If so, then you are going to love the Content 10X Toolkit. The toolkit is full of video tutorials, templates, checklists, swipe files, step-by-step -step guides and more that shows you how to repurpose your content in the best ways possible today 
No more Googling, no more figuring it out yourself. We provide you with everything that you need to become a content repurposing pro. If this sounds like something that would interest you, then go check out the Content 10X Toolkit at content10x.com forward slash toolkit. Okay, I'm back to this week's episode. Yeah, but um, what what I find really interesting about LinkedIn is how much it's changed over the the years and how, um, you know, when it first when it first came out, it was very much it was more of a almost recruitment type platform, wasn't it? It was somewhere where yes, you um, you went when you were looking for a job or you were you were hiring and you would go and look and see what people who was on LinkedIn or you snoop around and find out what someone's job is on LinkedIn. Like it all kind of related <laughs> to careers and professions, wasn't it? But it's really um, transformed into a, a full blown content platform now with um, the introduction of videos a few years ago and then obviously live streaming, which is around but still kind of rolling out to the masses isn't it and um and and you know everything that they've done in terms of making it a lot more of a full-blown content platform as well as a networking space and everything else that comes with it and it was interesting you said that when you recommend that people run the paid paid um, sponsored content ads that just a single image can work well you know with the right text and things like that um but i would really be interested to know how do you see video content performing on the platform and and you know if you put some advertising spend on video content how do you see that um working oh yeah so video is really interesting because on facebook you'll pay one to two cents per three second view and uh, on LinkedIn, you'll pay, it's usually like 15 to 25 cents. Um, and that's in North America. So as soon as you go outside of North America, costs come down a little bit. If you leave English, right. it comes way, way down. Um, but you know, still, that's pretty expensive. And mm. so up until like last month, I just told people, you know, video ads, they're really not all too worth it. They're so expensive. But uh and they really do follow the same formula as Facebook. Like they'll play muted. So you have to have subtitles. You have to yeah. have action in the first few seconds to get people to, to pay attention. But just last month, they released this ability for us to retarget video viewers, just like you've been able to do on Facebook and YouTube, where you can say, if they've watched 50% of this video, now show them the next one in the sequence. And now that we can do this sequential storytelling, wow, I, I, think, uh, I think LinkedIn video ads are a great way of getting a message across because you can know, like, and trust me way faster by seeing me on 30 seconds of video than downloading like five of my white papers. It just, it's so much more powerful to make an emotional connection. Oh yeah. I mean, I absolutely agree with you and we're, we're so passionate about the video content and I get, you know, from our perspective, I guess like it's also because, you know, there's so much that you can do to repurpose video. So it starts off powerful and like, like you said, it's just so engaging and, and you can quickly establish a connection with somebody when they're on video and that whole no like trust factor but then then you then you can repurpose the video you can repurpose it into other video content you can turn the video audio into a podcast and you can create you know quote images and single images and text only posts about the video and things like that so it's just a great you know, a great starting point and something that we're really passionate about, but was, you know, was keen to know how that works from an ads perspective, because when we create videos for ourselves and when we help our clients create videos, I was, um, you know, keen to know what the opportunities were, were to 
put some advertising spend on them. And it, it sounds fantastic that you can now retarget. Like you said, you can take people down to the ne- over to the next video or you, if video wasn't quite their thing and they didn't watch the whole video, you know, you can retarget with the, um, the text post or the image or the podcast snippet, can't you? So um, it sounds like yes. it's a brilliant feature. Um, do you know of any other LinkedIn features coming out? Have you got any insider knowledge of any um, LinkedIn ads features that might be coming out soon or <laughs> anything like that? Yeah, actually, so I, I run the LinkedIn Ads Show podcast, and mm. episode three, we kind of talked about the history of, of uh, when things came out on LinkedIn Ads, um, and then we also talked about the roadmap. So uh, basically, at that point, I covered the next six months. This uh, engagement retargeting is what they call it, with uh, the ability to retarget video, and even people who open and submit those lead gen forms, like we talked about. Um, that was the the big one that I just could not wait till it came out. And LinkedIn actually rushed it. They came out with those features faster than what they they said they were going to, which is really cool. Um, the one next feature on that that I'm really excited that we haven't seen yet is this account-based marketing dashboard. And I don't know when, I don't know if this is months out or years out, but I know they're talking about having a dashboard where you can say, hey, show me all of the companies who are, uh, who've interacted with my ads, uh, which companies have seen them, which ones have clicked, which ones have converted. And so if you're, you know, even if you're not using account-based marketing targeting where you're targeting specific companies, you can just see like, hey, here's the top 100 companies who are interacting with my ads. And you might be able to say, ooh, that's really cool that IBM is looking at us right now. We, we should go and tell the sales reps to go and spend more attention with them. Um, so I'm really excited about that one. And hopefully it's soon. Hopefully we, we see that real soon. Yeah, that sounds really exciting as well. And, you know, they're obviously just progressing the platform a, a lot, aren't they, at the moment, with all the things that you've said that have come out quite quite recently. So that sounds like a brilliant um, a brilliant step forward as well. So exciting. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. AJ, I could speak to you. I could just talk for ages about um, LinkedIn and LinkedIn ads and everything you can do because it's all so interesting. But um, I, I'm going to have to let you go on. So, but let me ask you two final questions. So um, firstly, if somebody is listening right now and has just become really inspired to get started with um, LinkedIn ads, what is the, you know, like the, the one top tip um, you, would, you would pass on for LinkedIn ad success? Oh, uh, I think <laughs> my top tip is um, when you go to create your first campaign, LinkedIn's going to make some suggestions that are not entirely in your favor, if I can say that uh, <laughs> uh, smartly here. Um, the first thing is they're going to make any type of ad that you create uh, bidding by what they call auto bidding, which is the most expensive way to pay 90, 90% of the time. <laughs> so <laughs> what you should do is immediately change that to the cost per click option, because uh, this guarantees that if they show your ad a whole bunch, but no one clicks it, you don't pay. You're only going to pay when you get traffic. And LinkedIn will also give you this recommendation of like, hey, the majority of people in your industry are paying $28 per click. And you say, screw that. No, they're not. And (laughs) you just bid way lower. I mean, start all the way, um, basically bid so low until LinkedIn says, oh, that's too low. And just see, and if you don't get enough traffic, you can always increase that later. 
So yeah. that's my top recommendation is just don't use LinkedIn's recommended bidding. You will pay too much per click. Yeah, it's always so funny, isn't it? That option where, um, how much should I spend? Well, we recommend that you spend this much. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's not many other ways in it, you know, areas in life is there where that happens. And then you just say, I'll pay whatever, you know, on that scale you tell me rather than, um, you know, as you said, like, what can you, what's your budget? What can you afford? And if you're just starting out, then yeah, don't necessarily pay whatever they ask you to pay. Because <laughs> of course, they're going to say, a fair amount aren't you like a good amount that suits them not always that will suit you <laughs> um, exactly so, here LinkedIn, yeah. here's my wallet just take exactly there's <laughs> a blank check you know not that yes. we have checks anymore but if we did <laughs> um, oh no that's a that's a really really good tip thanks because i think sometimes you can just think well if that's what it's telling me to spend then that's what i should spend in um and uh, that's not the case, is it? So that's some really brilliant tip. Um, and then, um, well, finally, um, it's a funny question. So my question is, where shall people go to, you know, connect with you and find out more from you? Which I guess it would be obvious LinkedIn. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but yeah, no, is there, you know, is there any kind of next step you want people to take in order to, to um, stay in touch with you if they want to connect? Yeah, well, I'm really easy to get a hold of. If you go to our website, b2linked.com, and just fill out the form on any of those pages, you don't go to a sales rep and you don't get put onto a spammy newsletter or anything like that. <laughs> it just goes directly to my inbox. And I'm not a sales guy, so feel free to ask anything. And of course, I'd love to connect on LinkedIn, but just make sure that you customize the, the connection request and oh, let yeah. me know that you know me from Amy's show uh, because otherwise I, I won't accept an invite if I don't know um, where there's too much spam on the network. So I, I want to know mm. that you want to connect with me because you know, you actually heard me here. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely spot on. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, well, I'll put a links to everything in the show notes, your website and everything that you said. Um, and just, yeah, thank you so much, AJ. It's been a fantastic conversation. Um, I've certainly learned a lot myself. I hope everyone listening has learned a lot too. And um, yeah, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been great. Oh, Amy, thanks so much for geeking out with me. This has been so much fun, and I, I hope you all enjoyed listening to us. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so I hope you enjoyed that discussion. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoy the show, I'd really appreciate it if you could subscribe if you haven't already, and even leave a review. That would be really appreciated as well. Now, to let you know, my new book, Content 10X, More Content, Less Time, Maximum Results, is now available to purchase. You can get that over on Amazon or if you head to content10x.com forward slash book. I'm getting loads of really great reviews coming in from the book already. So thanks so much to those of you who have already purchased it and left reviews. It really is the ultimate guide to content repurposing and you can discover all sorts of tips and tricks for how to repurpose pretty much any type of content in the book. If you're interested in our fully end-to-end content repurposing service, then head on over to content10x.com as well, where you can find out lots about that. And also give me a follow over on social media. I'm at content10x on all of the social media platforms. So again, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode and I'll catch you in the next one.